0: And welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski.
1: And I'm Marilyn Brown.
0: And today we are discussing having a mindful perspective on current events. So I guess what, what has just been on your mind a lot? A lot has happened uh, in the past week um, since the Charlottesville and things specifically uh, corresponding to that and things that are completely different topics but it's just been I feel like a lot has happened
1: yes definitely a lot has happened and I think it's been so much that we kind of struggle to figure out what specifically to focus on because there's been a lot that's happened and kind of feeling very pulled Um, I know I've been very feeling very pulled in a lot of different directions Um, but one thing that really um I've really been thinking a lot about is, um, how the, the nation has been responding, um, to the violence in Charlottesville, um, and responding, um, in terms of how they're dealing with Confederate monuments. Um, and so that's been really interesting to me because, you know, that was kind of one of the, the, um, you know, I, I, th- one of the, the, um, catalysts or one of the, um, the issues that, that brought people to Charlottesville was, was um, defending that this statue of Robert E. Lee was going to be taken down. And so this had already been planned. And what I'm seeing and what I've been reading about is that a lot of people um, in different cities have been voting on it. Different, um, different states, different municipalities have been voting and saying, you know, yeah, we do want these, these taken um, taken down. And so one thing that's been coming up for me is how do we mindfully deal with it? um how do we mindfully move forward and um help this not become something that later is a bigger part of of kind of that rewriting history narrative or that kind of um that that not being mindful and being aware that we've struggled with in the past and so that's really been coming up for me and i've been hearing a lot of different ideas of kind of how to handle it if it's okay to take them down in the first place and also how do we respond? What do we do? Um, so that's been on my mind a lot and I'm wondering, did you have, do you have any thoughts about that topic?
0: Uh, I do. It's, it, it's hard because I feel like there's so many, it, it's such a complex issue that it, it's hard to wrap your mind around it in a mindful way almost, most mm-hmm. because I, I think both sides of the argument, I I don't want to say that I think they're valid, but I I see where both sides are 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 coming from, and when I'm saying that the that they should be brought down versus the this is our history, and I think if those are the two arguments, one we need to be having a more mindful argument on what that means, but I also think the the history of it is important, and I think if your argument is. The history then you should know the history and the reality of it is most of those monuments were mass-produced for a very specific reason if you look at when they were put up they were put up during two very specific periods when Jim Crow laws were being implemented and during the civil rights movement and there was there's been a lot of talk about well we should move them to museums and then I'm also mixed on that because they're they're mass produced. Um, mm-hmm. I I feel comfortable saying propaganda in a way because that's what mm-hmm. the intent of them was. Yes. Now what they have morphed into that could be something different if they have meaning for different people now. But the the intention of it was that, and they're not. You, you saw I saw the footage of the I th- was it Antifa protesters who brought the one monument down.
1: They weren't Antifa. I mean, there may have been like one or two people sprinkled in there, but it was it was kind of a mixture of right. people. Like it wasn't one organization that got together and did it. It was like a mixture of of, of frustrated activists.
0: Right, um, and and the yeah. point is, anyways, is when that statue came down, it, it crumbled like it was paper, because <laughs> it, the, the, these are just like very hollow metal things that weren't there it it, to me if you're going to talk about monuments monuments are art pieces in a way they're they're supposed to have meaning and they're supposed to be thought behind them and 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 to just be uh not that is yeah i just i it's it's hard for me because i i understand that it's a complex issue, but I think a lot of people don't understand the history to be able to have a meaningful conversation about it
1: yeah i think I think you're spot on that people really, really need to have a better understanding of the history because I think that for people who see these as a symbol of their history and of their heritage, it does feel like something is being taken away um, but it's important to to learn where that came from and to learn the context, and so I don't really know you know, how we do this. I don't know if in every city that they take one down that they also like have, you know, a history lesson or something that people can participate in, but I feel like it's important to educate. And so I do, I actually kind of, I, I like the idea of museums, not, not for all of them. Cause I definitely, um, I wasn't as aware about the mass production, but that makes a lot of sense to me. These aren't really, you know, monuments that were built to last. These were like propaganda and intimidation pieces. And so, you know, they're pretty cheaply made. Um, but I do think that on a larger scale, having or bringing them into museums or having specific museums that can talk about um, talk about where they actually came from, um, that point about um, when most of them were erected being during the civil rights movement and during Jim Crow era is so, so, so important. And I don't think a lot of people know that. I know that I didn't know that until recently when I started looking up information about this, you know, um, and so even in the last week or so, a lot of them have been coming down in cities pretty quietly at night. Um, I know there was one in the state of California at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and that one's been like taken down and, and stored away somewhere. They're gonna decide what to do with it. Um, but so I think that, and I think that's important. I think that paying attention to the fact that these are symbols of intimidation, that these were put up for a reason, um, and to intimidate, intimidate a specific population of citizens is really an important thing. And so I feel like when you're able to look at all of that and be aware of all that, then the mindful response is to say, well, yeah, of course, take them down. You know, these people who who these were put here to scare and to hurt and to make feel unsafe in their own home, even though they're being given more rights um, and fighting for more rights and dying for more rights. And so I think that that's a very important um, point you know and i think that if people have the education and understanding then you'll find more people saying okay yeah that makes more sense to me you know um i see why these are harmful and especially in the climate that we're in right now i think people are really kind of waking up and saying okay i I see how this really can be harmful these are not just you know um these, these aren't just you know harmful benign things to people who who this matters to you know it really really can intimidate you. You know, I heard a um, college student talking about how it felt to go on campus every day and, like, feel, you know, have this, like, um, Confederate general statue like, looking down on you every day, you know, um, while you're trying to get an education. And so, you know, I think all of that is important. And it really reminds me of, um, in college, I went to University of Illinois during the time when um, we had the chief, uh, Chief Illiniwek as our mascot and then during the time that I was there there were huge protests and and a lot of controversy around it and they got rid of the chief and just have now the black eye um mascot and so watching that you know I remember when I first got to campus I didn't understand why it was such a big deal to be honest you know I was kind of like well you know it's harmless it's not bothering anybody you know what I mean that kind of thing like I was just mm-hmm. I didn't see the harm until I started going to to meetings and hearing um the people in the Native American community saying this is this is offensive this is harmful to me. Maybe you don't see the harm but this harms me and so then kind of the university as a whole taking that on and making the shift and I think that that's important. We have to be we have to find a way to be mindful and compassionate to everyone's experiences.
0: Yeah, and I think that for me is the problem. And I see it here. I see it. It's really just the way I don't know if it's always been like this or if it's just where we're at. You see it with healthcare. You see a lot of things where there's two clear sides mm-hmm. and, yeah. but there's no mindful, I guess, uh, do I want to use the word compromise? And then I'll, I'll give an example. Like what I wish, what would feel, I think more mindful for me is to accept everyone's experience as if there wasn't as much talk of just bringing the statues down, but also a discussion on what to replace them with. So, and I think, I mean, there's still be people outraged, but I think there would be more success and less fighting for was We, we acknowledge that the history, the idea of the history or like feeling American or whatever this represents whether it's accurate or not that that feeling exists and i think we'd be more successful if it wasn't just we want to take all these statues down as opposed mm-hmm. to we want to replace it with something that actually does what what you want without right. having the, the negative si- side effects right. of it. and yeah people will still be outraged because not everyone is mindful enough to see that but i think i i i, th- I do think you'd have a better yeah i don't i don't want to say anything else yeah
1: yeah yeah. no i see what you're saying and 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 i i think that 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 would that that could definitely go a long way in being in being helpful um to the conversation having some sort of solution having a replacement having something that does actually represent our shared kind of collective history um in this country um you know though there is a i did see a petition out there to replace one of them with missy elliott statue so i i don't know
0: <laughs> i support that <laughs> I like,
1: that'd be dope you know I mean, it's, it's very meaningful like she she means a lot to the culture and the music like I, i'd be down for that um but no but i think you know thinking about something that 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 is again not there to intimidate but is there to kind of connect people i think it would be important but i also I don't even feel like you get to that point in the conversation a lot of times with people. Right. I think that there's just that immediate, like, you know, initial fe- defensive reaction of like, I'm I'm not OK with this that you get. And so it's hard to even kind of have a conversation about, like, what to replace it with. And, and you know, I, I think that for a lot of people who these are symbols of racism for them and and of white supremacy and of this kind of idea that, like, even though you know, things are changing and our country is becoming more diverse. You're still, you know, you're still in charge. you you know what I mean? That, that kind of, that, that shared connection for that. And so I don't think there's really anything that's going to feel, you know, okay. But I do right. think that, you know, replacing them with statues of, of um, women and people of color who have done significant things in, in the country or, you know, things like that would be, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know if I really feel like they need to be replaced, though. I just feel like rather than because it's again, it's propaganda. And it's like, right. I replace propaganda with more propaganda, maybe just replace it with like the fact that we're going to try to be more honest about what's actually happening, you know?
0: Yeah, I think what also happens too, and this may be the ego of why I, I'm saying replaces when people are forced to be mindful and in that context, a lot of times they are not able to hide as easily, and I think we see a lot of the well, it's my history. the The pride thing is actually just an excuse, um, whether that's conscious or subconscious. And as soon as you bring in that, well, we can replace it with if if the the thing we want to replace. This is just an example is with. Um, with diversity and um, we could do Martin Luther King working with the people he worked with, and it could be monuments to people working together. You would very quickly see who actually believed in the rhetoric they were spewing and who it was just rhetoric to try to halt Mm -hmm. um, something from happening.
1: Right. Right. To try to stop that progress and that change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that, that's true. It does help kind of separate you know, people's intentions a little bit more because you're acknowledging and you're, you're validating, okay, I recognize that this is important to you. So this is what we're going to do. You know, this is how we're, and so it's, it's that taking that mindful approach that how they feel matters, you know, Mm -hmm. and being, being open and being, being willing to acknowledge that and, and, and find some way to work with that.
0: Yeah. And I think too, that, when when it's not mindful, uh, you you get into the the, I guess you, your side's mentality, and then that's it. And then okay. neither side is productive because nothing you say holds weight. Like as soon as, for example, as soon as I hear, uh, well, where's it going to end? Are you going to strip statues of George Washington and and all these things? And it, it's just not a valid argument to me right. because it's a talking point. It's kind of a gotcha type thing. And I'm like, that's not so no one who disagrees with that is going to take that argument seriously. So then you're basically just convincing people who have are are already on your side Mm -hmm. and that's it. So it becomes kind of this internalized thing and you have no reach uh, outside of yourself to one can not just convince, but to, to be mindful and because mindfulness is a, is a, two-way street right you need you need to be mindful of others and compassionate and empathetic but you need that process in return too for the the engagement to truly be mindful and we live in a society where neither side of that really happens very often
1: yeah yeah it's 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 definitely a challenge and i think actually going on to a to a different current event that, that this makes me think about is um, this last couple of weeks or so, I've been seeing a lot more about Colin Kaepernick and his protest that he started last year um, d- during the 2016 um, NFL season where he took a knee silently in protest of police brutality um, and in support of black lives matter. And, um, since then it's just been interesting kind of seeing how this is coming up more because it was kind of quiet for the last few months football season's been over people haven't really been talking about it um but meanwhile he's continuing to not get signed um and and so now it's become um there's kind of this movement starting to build around um acknowledging or, or pointing that pointing out the discrepancies in how um He's being treated by the NFL and or what the response has been to his protests versus um, what happens when other players, you know, have other behaviors or things happen. Um, So that's been really, really interesting to me. And that's another one of those discussions where I see very, very polarized sides Mm -hmm. about it. You know, you either hear people like, how dare he have to defend the flag that was just wrong and that he should, you know, that he shouldn't have done that. Um, And then you have the other side that people are very adamant that it's completely his right to do that and, and um, supporting him in that. And and I feel like there's not a lot of kind of discussion in between. So I was wondering what, what some of your thoughts are around that.
0: Yeah. uh, This is a hard one for me just because I I do have such a strong opinion on it. Mm -hmm. So I just, one, I, I don't, I understand that. I, I do understand people who find that action offensive. I completely disagree with finding it offensive because it, it, it's peaceful. Um, he he took a knee in, in silence. So to me, like all those actions are are respectful. Totally, they're not. Like I just, I don't, I don't. Nothing in my being, sees anything he's doing as disrespectful, I actually see it, him going out of his way to protest in the most respectful way possible. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, especially with everything that happened in in Charlottesville, as you see how polarizing it is and how unmindful it is when the same people who find him totally offensive are the same people who are defending people marching with torches and and stuff and even if right. even if you you think you have the the Trump mentality that there were some people who were just there to because they cared about yeah. the statue or what yeah. whatnot I just don't see how, how that would not outrage you while him taking a knee peacefully would it just it, it there's a cognitive dissonance huge there in, yeah. in my opinion because even with charlottesville even though i disagree with protesting that the removal of the statue if that's truly what it was and people just went there peacefully to to state why the, the statue was important to them without tiki georges without violence without hate speech mm-hmm. I, I would have s- supported their right to do that yeah. but but one that's not what happened and then to think that what happened is somehow better acceptable when someone doing the the same thing very peacefully mm-hmm. um without hate without violence without tiki torches right. um uh, it just
1: and uh, yeah. yeah
0: i it's it's, hard, also, it's just so unmindful that i i don't even know how to tackle it
1: it is yeah no this is this is one that i think really shows the, the severe cognitive dissonance that's kind of going on right now. And I think it is, you know, if you can kind of mindfully pull back and look at it, it's a little mind blowing. It's like what he, you know, you people talk about free speech, a lot of, you know, um, right-wing people really advocate for free speech. And, and so he's, he's using a perfect example of free speech um, and very peacefully doing it. And I think doing it in such a mindful way that, Rather than him, I mean, he he talked about it at a couple of press conferences and why he was doing it, and he's you know um, made his pledge to give a million dollars and to support um, different organizations, which he has been doing. He's continued with that and been really active um, in in doing the work as well, but really quietly doing a lot of those things. And I think it's it's I really like how he's done it because it's really making people who are willing to actually pay attention. Cause they're like, I don't, it, it doesn't make sense to people more and more. And so people start, I think, asking more questions and kind of getting more curious about, you know, why this is the case. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I, I think, you know, one thing that, that really, um, I guess one thing that really sticks out to me that that's important is that, um, you know, the, the actions that he's taking and and the work that he's doing to back it up is really like that's kind of what we talk about as far as being patriotic and American and 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 really being a being showing those values that that we really hold dear and that that the NFL really loves to to you know kind of say that, that the NFL is such a big part of American culture and there's you know there's um it, it's it's kind of woven into to that institution. And so it's interesting that, you know, when someone is, is, um, very mindfully, very peacefully, um, protesting that, that that's the reaction. But I, I think that, you know, the cool thing that we're seeing now is that, you know, there's much more support that started to happen just as the season is starting. We're getting at the very beginning of preseason. Um, and so I think it was the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, um, Mm -hmm. I said 10 players knelt, um, from the Cleveland Browns and the, there was the first white player that knelt, um, from that team. And, and he said, you know, my wife is black and, and so my children are going to grow up experiencing, experiencing a different, um, you know, a different world than I have. And, and I'm, I'm concerned about that. And so it's important for me to do that. And I think that the more work he continues to do, the more to, to kind of highlight the, the severe problems, um, I think the more support he's going to get. And it's going to be interesting for me to kind of see if there really is that also reaction of people really boycotting the NFL and not watching games and not buying merchandise. I mean, you're hearing, you know, a lot of um, calls to completely not participate, which for me, isn't a problem because I'm not <laughs> an NFL watcher or anything. So me like, either. So. You know, I, 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 I don't spend any money on it anyway. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how, you know, if, 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 if kind of how this progresses, I'm really mm-hmm. curious because I think as it continues to grow and his methods of doing it really are going to continue to shine through as being a very mindful way to, um, to, to, to actually be an activist.
0: Right and I think to just as a counter argument which is it's not really a counter argument but when we're talking about free speech right you're not talking about freedom from consequences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I think I I just it, I always come back on this one to the the hypocrisy because I understand that the NFL is a a private entity and and has a brand. And if you're doing things that are against that brand, they have every right to fire you, to, to not hire you, to not reuse you. But there's red flags when that is not a consistent practice. And I hear a lot about, well, it needs to just be about football. Let's keep it about football. But then those same people are praising players who are taking time at the end to pray or kneeling and 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 gesture. And I'm like, you just you're okay with that because you would agree with it. But right. that's not about football. So right. all, it okay. would be then you firing any player that does anything on the field that's not directly related to football, right. or that I've heard arguments about. Well, he's not he's not getting picked up for that. And there's players who have criminal records and um, records of abusing their spouse of rape of all these things. And there's no consequences for them. Sometimes there are, um, but I mean, they're still yeah. being brought on and someone who kneels peacefully isn't. So for me, I, I totally understand that the, the branding element of it's a company. And if you're doing things that are against the brand, then you're, you're not in alignment with that company. But if you're going to actually use that as a, d- a defense, you need to be consistent in yes. those practices and uh, own up to it. Because then people can decide if they want to engage, if they want to buy your brand based on okay. what that brand is. And if your brand is going to be – there's no politics involved, then people who think that there should are probably going to to leave. And you have to be okay with that because that's your brand. That's how – how it works.
1: (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. No, I think I, I agree with all of that. And I think that, you know, it, one thing that really sticks out to me and, and there's no answer for it because we can't, you know, we can't give an answer for, for a speculation, but I'm just really curious to see if the response would have been different if he were kneeling about, um, I don't know, healthcare or something like that, where it wasn't, Um, Mm. specifically in support for black lives. I'm curious, you know, if it was okay, well, he's doing this, and if it would have been ignored or if there still would have been the same response of, well, you know, it's not okay to do this. Like, I'm just curious, and again, we'll never know. Um, But I just wonder, you know, because for me, you know, I can be honest that viscerally I really think a lot of it just has to do with the fact that he's standing up for black people, Um, Mm. and that is very offensive to, you know, to a certain um, group.
0: Well, yeah, I think, too, I mean, it, it's it's speculation, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, part of me does feel like the outrage would have been there no matter what, just because of two reasons. One, he's black. Nah. And two, yeah, true. It, it's just we're in such a polarized time that anything you would potentially protest, there, there's such strong polarization in all those things that I think there would have been, yeah. Like, a negative reaction um i mean i think black lives matter is more polarizing than healthcare, and i yeah. think i'll yeah i think yeah but no, i
1: see what you're I saying i can see
0: but i can see both sides to it yeah
1: yeah me too yeah I'm not very mindful because we, we don't know <laughs> either way right you know
0: and it's interesting too something else I, I i wanted to to point out because i see a lot of this uh, on on social media and kind of just in in activist groups is there's this, uh, a lot of blame being placed on the media. And we've, we've talked about all all the issues we have with the media, not being mindful, but the the thing is too, I think there's a danger in placing so much blame on the media. And I'll give an example. And I, you may, if you haven't seen this, it's not really all that important, but I think the reaction to Tina Fey's, um, Uh sketch on saturday night live uh wasn't i don't i mean i i it became big in the news but i think it's because people made it so big on social media and most of what i saw was not coming from the news was coming from social media i think it actually started with an article from the roots and i'm not sure if that's exactly but that that was the biggest article I saw being shared. And the thing about it was I actually thought the article was very mindful. Um, I think it pointed out uh, the, uh, the, the problems with the the issue. And then what I was seeing was it was becoming very unmindful as it was being shared in, in the comments and the way people were in, engaging with. It. And I think it was because there were, again, two sides to the argument. And whenever that happens, it becomes very polarizing but yeah, it just it was something I want to point out because it became about my my two reactions were I felt because it it there were so distinct sides it became such a big deal that people were focusing on and my my first instinct was is this really the the battle we're choosing to have for these three days is over Tina Fey and then the other part was that I think the whole Message of what the root of the problem was, uh, was missed by a, a lot of people. Yeah, um, by all that. D- d- yeah, and I think because the the big argument, the the heart of the argument, in a, in a mindful way of what what I took from it was that it, it, in satire, and we did we did a whole segment on satire, so all that applies to this. And I think specifically satire in general, specifically political satire right now, is very dominated by white people. Um, and and so I think the type of satire we see is very much through a, a white lens, if you oh. will. And that's very much what Tina Fey did. And people uh, attacked Tina Fey specifically for it. And I think my, my, my problem with that was that, and and this comes from me, I think, also being an actor and and yeah. being a comedian, is it it it. I want to I want to choose my words carefully. It, it, I just feel like it's not my responsibility as one singular artist to be able to champion everything and be everything. So for me the bigger problem was not with Tina Fey because Tina Fey is a brand and did what she always does. If I I would have been shocked if she would have done anything else because that's not who who she is and it, I think there would have been as much outrage if she as a privileged white woman tried to do satire from the perspective of a a, a black woman or anyone that's not right. her. So right. for me the bigger problem was if you're demanding that there be more perspectives, that's an issue with SNL. SNL should have done more than one clip to show multiple perspectives. There should be more multiple perspectives in satire. I just feel like it's dangerous when we go after individuals because one, I don't feel like it's their responsibility to do that, and two, I think it it kind of it it focuses on what. issue isn't so then the issue is never focused on and the people who actually have the power to make change in that arena are are never the ones being challenged
1: right yeah no I I I didn't see the whole thing I saw little clips of it um but I I I like what you said about that it's not their that you don't feel like it's one actor's responsibility to to try to speak about something or create satire from from, from a different perspective. And I think it can be kind of dangerous to even try to do that. Um, I think when we put that responsibility on people, then that I feel like that would be an opportunity to be a lot more offensive than, you know, what she did, which sounds like she kind of stuck with her own brand and, and and Mm -hmm. what she does, um, you know, and, 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 and created some satire. Like I, I don't, I didn't really again. I, I avoided like reading the the articles and think pieces about it because I was just like, no, don't, don't, don't. Why are we talking about this? Like, I just kind of saw it as like, okay, that was her. That was her contribution to the conversation. She's more, right. how? What? what's What do you expect somebody to do? And and again, I think that when we try, when we when we try to push people to try to you know, to do it in a way that that's not really authentic to them, then it's even worse or it's even more. <laughs> um concerning. And so yeah, I don't know. I, I think that we really have to um, be mindful about what we're asking of people. And I, I do think that there need to be more diverse voices. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are creating spaces for that and, and doing that. And um, we need that on la- on the larger platforms, on you know, on SNL and 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 things like that, but expecting one person to create that in one piece it's just really not it just doesn't make sense to me it's just not kind of it's not very realistic and it's not very mindful
0: yeah and i think it's the the habit we have to uh, try to find the the simplest answer instead of what's at the the problem because what a lot i was seeing is a a lot of debate was over what is the role of satire and and people trying to say well you just didn't understand it and and the other and other people think, well, I found it offensive, and and that's that's all. Everyone feeling the, those ways is is valid, in totally. in my opinion. But I feel like the root and the the reason I knew something was off because what I was seeing a lot of people who felt offended by it were, were saying was that uh, they felt like the skit would have been okay if after she would have come out and acknowledged that. It was a joke and then said, did did you see the skit at all?
1: I saw. Yeah, I saw what she was doing. Yeah. saw like little clips of it.
0: Right. So she basically was satirizing uh, herself and basically yeah. saying that she was going to buy a cake and yell into the cake and and just mm-hmm. I- ignore it and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with that message or, or not, or if you think it was just satire and it wasn't meant to be that message if it if it was a lot of what i was saying is she should have come out afterwards she should have either done a completely different skit is what people were saying Mm -hmm. um that then wouldn't have been satire because it would have just been a a skit of what she thought she should do or that she should do the satire and then afterwards say what she actually recommended and and for me i'm just thinking well one that's not her her responsibility, no. and two, what what's behind that thinking, and what's behind that thinking? T- what what I what I've kind of trying to see it for what was behind it, and it, I mean it could be I, I'm not perfect, so it's not like I'm saying this is what people are thinking, but what it seemed like trying to look at it mindfully is that people wanted more perspectives, or that's what would fix it if there would have been. Three or four skits about it with different perspectives. I, I, I don't. I, you wouldn't need then to come out and say what the, uh, you wouldn't have to explain what it meant and what you really think afterwards because you would have those diverse voices within, within satire, and I think that's yeah.
1: What, I mean. I, I didn't read the responses, but that, that part really confuses me because it kind of sounds like people wanted just, like, they needed the satire kind of explained to that. Like, I'm just kind of, like, how would that?
0: Well, I mean, that, I think it was, yeah, that, yeah I think it was, she, like, I, I don't want to oversimplify yeah, yeah, I either because know. that wasn't the general, Out. I, I mean, I think it was very nuanced and people felt, had very individual reactions and there was a lot of different things being Said about it about how it it was really just um, perpetuating the problem, and she was just commenting on the problem without. And th- I mean, I I agree with all these things. I'm not saying that the people who thought it was offensive are, are wrong by any means. I mean, I did a whole we did a whole segment on it where basically I said a lot of things they said. I think the the problem is is satire is really just commenting on what people are already doing, and it's not bringing new. Ideas is just commenting, so you end up perpetuating the very things that you're you're criticizing, and okay. that was the the problem with it. The it seemed like the problem a lot of people were having with it, and it was just interesting, I guess, stepping back away from it and seeing. Well, that's the problem with all satire, really. And right. what's the actual solution? You either don't like Tina Fey is not the problem here. It's it's what satire is how it's consumed where where it's where it's at and i don't think satire is always a problem i I think now because it is very singular in that what it's commenting on it's commenting on the same news segments of everything the same kind of people are are sharing that perspective that i think it's just very it's not diverse enough to have a really meaningful uh, positive effect in, in my opinion
1: yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And I think also it's timing. You know, I think that um, right. I wonder if people's reaction would have been as, you know, visceral and, and as quick if this was like six months later, and it wasn't right after, um, you know, the, the violence and, and, and so many things that are going on. So I wonder if, if that was also just part of what really affected people was that, that the timing of the satire, you know, it's, it's, it's easier to digest when we're a little bit further away from it. But when we're kind of in the midst of it and, and feeling conflicted, and I think there's a lot of people who want to help but don't know how to don't know what to do and kind of looking to media for answers for for help and for kind of resources and so it kind of sounds like people just felt like well that wasn't helpful <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know and and i i could see that because i do think that timing is important but also satire mm-hmm. like you said it it satire never really goes away and and at certain times it's going to be more easily
0: consumed than others right and the whole point of i mean i don't want to say the whole point but a big point of political satire really is to Numb the effect to, to to give kind of people relief from yeah. it, and that does two <laughs> things. It, it it does give you the relief from being overwhelmed by it, but it also numbs you to it to a a degree. So I think there'll always be that argument. And I think that's why it's so important to stay as mindful in the conversation as possible. Because I think the conversation is very important. I mean, we did a whole segment on it, right? But but right. I think. Yeah, I mean, like they, SNL, Tina Fey, they're smart. They knew there's gonna be backlash no matter what we do. There, there was gonna be backlash because of the timing. They and they made that choice. So that that could be a separate conversation we have. But they knew the outrage was going to be there. So focusing it on on them, I think doesn't doesn't hit the the root of the problem. at, at any point i think it avoids what the root of the problem is and to be mindful i think we were most effective when we're trying to uh, dive into that root or find Mm -hmm. where that Mm -hmm. root is because i mean i and i think that's a, a thing we haven't really talked about before is it's just important to find it you don't have to always know where the root of the problem is but i think that that journey of finding it and i think a lot of people just want to find it as quickly as possible so they look for the easiest thing and then they say that's the root of the problem Mm -hmm. and it's very complex it's a thing that is always changing because the time is changing people are changing interactions changing so what is the root cause today could be a different root cause tomorrow and i think it's about staying open i didn't I didn't look at this and say, Oh, there's the root cause. I really had to read a lot of things and see what people were saying and kind of detach. I didn't engage in any of the conversations Mm -hmm. at all. Um, And which is rare for me because normally, I mean, normally it's, it's a little easier for me to find the, the, the root because there we're debating issues that have been around a, a while and I've had the time to kind of digest them and, and things like that. But this was kind of a, a thing that just kind of popped up. So I yep. really had to step back and just see what was happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, being mindful to recognize that, 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 that having that awareness that that needs to happen, you know, right. is important. And so I think that's kind of cycling back to like, we've got to do that mindful work for ourselves so that we can recognize, like, I need to look deeper. You know, I need to, I can't take the easy, the easy route of just, you know, that's what it is and, 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 and accepting that. But I've got to be willing to like dig in and and be willing to find something that doesn't feel good for me, something that makes me uncomfortable, you know?
0: Right. And where I think it's important to also ask yourself and analyze where things are coming from, because that was the thing I picked up on really quickly was the timing. And a lot of people on all sides of the the argument were very much fueled by how they felt about what had happened in Charlottesville still so they hadn't taken yeah. the time to they were kind of rolling the roller coaster of events from mm-hmm. that and i think that then it's hard to be mindful cuz you're being driven by your emotions and right. not th- taking the time to analyze and it's a balance right it's okay. not about well suppress your emotions and and that emo- you're better to be intellectual it's about right. balancing those two things because when you're in balance is when you see things mm-hmm. i think that the most clearly if you take the emotion completely out of it you you just have this analytical um idea and you're you're a, attached to numbers and statistics but they don't mean anything Um, and then when you if you're but if you're just emotion then you don't see things outside of what you're feeling so Mm -hmm. the balance is very important
1: yeah yeah that that balance is important because I think when you're reactive I think what it was sounding like when I was talking about the timing and and how soon it was was that yeah people were still very emotionally vulnerable still Mm -hmm. very raw so it was like still kind of it's still an open wound and so, when there's an open wound, we're going to be much we're going to be much more triggered by it. Things are going to affect us more. And so, even just having that self awareness to kind of know right now, I'm very vulnerable with this. So maybe I don't need to watch something that's going to have satire. Maybe I can right. skip SNL this week because I'm in a place where this is really emotionally um, consuming for me right now, and I need to do something with this energy and not ignore it, but also not fuel it in a way that's not helpful you know and so recognizing okay okay, there's there's something else to do but having that mindfulness to be able to find your own balance you know
0: and i think also the last thing i want to say uh, about it uh, in in context of mindfulness is mm, i don't know how i want to word this uh it's okay for people to have a different emotion, or need to be at a different place, or digest things differently than you do. Because okay. um, I think a lot of what I saw around it too, where people were angry that other people didn't have their reaction to it.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So one, and if we're gonna d- make it about two sides, which there were many parts of this argument, and they were very the the thing I did like about it is I did feel like people were really trying to articulate uh, how they were feeling about it. Um, It's just, then there wasn't the, the taking in of mindful information. But I think too, is it's, I mean, we have so much media There's We have access to so much with the internet and, and social media that I, I think we need to accept more that people are, Wired differently and are receptive to, to different things and just because the the skit relieved some anger or some anxiety in, in one person uh, doesn't mean that and it didn't in in you or or vice versa uh, doesn't mean that the other person is against you or or in the wrong like right. you can look I, I think that's a dangerous place to be because then we're just constantly in a in a, a state of being uh, uh, angry um, at, uh, and I think a lot, a, the thing that was kind of upsetting about it for me was the arguments were mostly among that I was seeing were mostly among allies and people who are really fighting for the the, the same thing at the, at the end of the day. And again, I think the conversation is important to have. I just think it, it, it would be much more productive if it it stayed mindful specifically with people who are trying to work towards the the same goal.
1: Same goal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was helpful for me.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Getting, Getting an opportunity to mindfully talk about some of these things that have been swirling around in my mind for the last week and a half. So.
0: Right. Yeah. It was nice because we didn't plan a specific topic. We were just kind of like, well, let's just, wing it with current events and and i think that's just where we needed to be but yeah yeah, it was nice to not to have to analyze things i guess in in the moment as opposed to when we have a topic and we we think about it for a couple days and how we're feeling about it Um, because we really try to to be mindful and to separate ourselves for a bit before we do um an episode about it which is why we tend to be like three four a week after the event where we're talking about um because we like it to come down and to to kind of see it from both perspectives all the all the perspectives that are happening um yeah yeah
1: it's important for me you know i think for both of us to be able to kind of come to it from a mindful perspective ourselves and so it takes you know, a little bit of time to kind of digest how we feel about it and then be able to step outside of that and, and look at other, um, other perspectives. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I don't know if we have homework this week or we just want people to just kind of check in and let us know how they're kind of coping or, or what's been on their mind with current events. I don't know. Right.
0: Um I I I do have homework. Um my sure. assignment. Yeah. Um I would like everyone to just consciously take an hour, 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day to really consciously find something that inspires them. Whether that's listening to music that inspires them, finding um videos online, articles, whatever it is, but really focus on finding po- things you find positive and inspiring. And I can, I can give context for this because I've realized that it's just because I know exactly where to go to find things that inspire me and make me feel aligned and make me feel good. And I so often make the choice to go, go observe things that do the exact opposite Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. instead of that. And I think it's important to do that sometimes Mm -hmm. and not just kind of be in your bubble of what makes you feel good. But I I think it's important to bring that into our conscious. So we're making a a conscious choice of when we are practicing self-care versus when we are trying to um, engage in things that uh, we're not necessarily – in alignment with where we're at.
1: Yeah. Great. I like that. That's, that's perfect. And I'm definitely going to do that myself this week.
0: Me too. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll see everybody next week.
1: All right. Thanks guys. See you next week. Have a good
0: one.